Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. So why not ask? Just say, Hey, did you get your hair cut? It looks cool. Also, have you saved even more by bundling with GEICO? Or maybe, Hey, did you get your hair cut? It looks weird. Uh, Not weird, cool. Anyway, have you bundled with GEICO? Or try, Hey, did you get your hair cut? It doesn't look weird at all. Anywho, have you saved by bundling with... Hey, easy with that rake. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. Undercover Carson, secret agent. Operation Death Ray, an assignment in Rio. search for the grim secret of the death ray had taken us far into the unknown wilds north of Rio. We were seeking the ruins of some very ancient civilization, said to be the abode of strange lights that never go out. Storm clouds were gathering as Herman Nagel, the doer American pilot of the seaplane, swept down over some crumbling ruins and then alighted on a stretch of water half a mile away. Angelo, the native servant to my Rio contact, Sir Giles Davenport, helped me paddle ashore in the inflated rubber dinghy. The storm broke and we pressed on towards the ruins through a tropical deluge. Then a weird sight stopped us in our tracks. Over the trees, the outline of the ruins could be dimly seen through the dark veil of the rain. Gleaming eerily was a light. Could this be one of the legendary lights that never went out? Something that had survived a long, shattered people who had known the secrets of atomic power? Angela was trembling at my side as the rain poured down. Oh, Sinor! Senor, we must depart from here with all haste. You're not so fast, old chap. Believe me, Senor, this is the abode of evil spirits. To remain here is to invite disaster. However, we've come dash long way. I'd like to know the reason behind that light. But I am telling you. Yes, you were saying, evil spirits. All the same, Senor, from one generation to another, far into the dimness of the past, the legends have been handed down. Then it seems there was something to them. Let's press on. No. Now listen, no, old chap. No, I dare not advance one step. I must return to the rubber boat and the plane. No, Zeno. I go. Forgive me, Senor, but I am the victim of crisis here. Yeah, that makes things just awkward. Uh, seems I must follow the fellow and humor him. The lights are left to wait. Senor. Please do not consider that it was the act of a coward. No, take it easy, Angelo. I understand. It distresses me to fail you in this way, but... Oh, but in the gleam of that light, I perceived something that was greatly evil. Let it pass for the present. Yeah, well, where the blazes is the kite? The kite, Senor? Nagel's plane. Oh, it is no longer where we left it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Senor, you're here. Sir, I can't say I like it. Look now, through the rain... It approaches at great speed. It's taking off. Taking off, Sinor. See for yourself. Floats already clear of water. Oh, oh indeed. It rises. Sinor, what does this mean? I rather fear that friend Nagel's decided to leave us to it. He has deserted us? It seems so. Deserted? And close behind us are the lights that never go out. Oh, Sinor, how oh, we are doomed. rather bewildering as we stood on the edge of that rain-swept stretch of water. 
The seaplane rose higher and higher, then vanished into all the low and heavy cloud until we were left with the drone of the rain. I could forgive Angela for succumbing to his primitive fears, for the light we'd seen was certainly uncanny. But I felt murderous towards Herman Nagel. It seemed that we'd walked into an ugly trap. Did I not give you warning that he was not to be trusted? Yes, old chap. I formed the impression he was a friend. No. From the very first meeting, I perceived the evil in him. Howsoever, there might be an explanation. No, indeed, indeed. (laughs) It can be so easily explained. He has been well paid to act as a friend and to lure us here. And then leave us to die. Still, where there's light, there's hope, to uh, misquote a saying. If you refer to the light that never goes out, then then we have little hope, senor. Well, must face up the situation. I'm sodden in spite of this oilskin cape. Best we use the rubber dinghy to form some sort of a shelter. But um, how's that two-way radio of ours? I have attempted to protect it under this cape of mine. Let's hope it's still in working order. Indeed. We must speak with His Excellency in Rio without delay. So but must wait for prearranged time. Was it not decided that it should be at the hour of six in the evening? Yes, it was. We've still half an hour to go. What with the rain and clouds, seems much later. So we'll set up temporary shelter, then stand by for the Giles. <laughs> yeah, this situation's sticky, to say the very least. Rain holds, Senor, but but still the thunder speaks. So, storm's still nothing. But the plane of Senor Nagel does not return. Uh, I doubt very much if we'll be seeing him today. Mm. And the light's failing fast. Landing would be impossible. <sighs> this is one time man's best friend can't help as much. The, the best friend of man? To what do you refer? My pipes, old chap. Oh, of course, Senor. I'm afraid I haven't got one that gets get us out of this jam. Oh, so it's almost six. Oh, we must not miss His Excellency. No, old chap. I'll open up in a moment. <sighs> but to think of him lounging back in that Copacabana apartment while we two crouch under this slanted dinghy. Mm. Yeah, who'd be an undercover man? <laughs> you know, often I inquire to myself, Senor, what is it that lures you to this assignment of danger? Oh, love of tight corners, perhaps. Mm. There is little enjoyment for you in this one. So, but... Uh, On the other hand, I am rather anxious that this death ray should not fall into the wrong hands. Consider the tricks our rival agents have perpetrated. Imagine them with such a grim secret weapon in their hands. Would they think twice about innocent women and children, peace and harmony to gain their ends? And those ends, Senor? World conquest, perhaps. Mm. Uh, However, let's open up. Wave man adjusted. Now the switch. Give her a few seconds to warm up. To hear the voice of His Excellency, uh, then I will believe that I have not been lured into the world of evil spirits. Uh, something coming through now. Uh, Sinor. Uh, heavy interference, all right. I uh, will give him a call. Birdwatcher calling. Birdwatcher calling. He does not reply. I'll try again. Birdwatcher calling. Birdwatcher calling. Oh. Excellency, answer, please. That's the storm, Angelo. It's killing everything. Then we are not able to inform His Excellency of our trouble? I'm afraid not. Then we are indeed left to the mercies of the evil ones who attend upon the lights that never go out. Steady, old chap. I hear something. Senor, from the radio there comes I know, I know, static. Put an end to that, like so. Now to... Listen. 
I hear something also. So, growing raw. Then they come. They come. No, not your evil spirits. Let's get back up to high ground. Uh, towards the abode of the spirits? Oh, son of... That roars flood water. Flood water? So, coming from a river or whatever leads into this stretch of water. We'll have to move fast, so lend a hand with the dinghy. We can't afford to lose it. dragged the dinghy with the two-way radio to the nearest high ground. Seconds later, a white wall broke through the undergrowth and the water was a churning mass. It was pitch dark when at last the tumult died down, but the level of the water remained high. However, we were safely out of its reach. We rigged up the rubber dinghy as a shelter again. Angelo was nervously exhausted. He curled up on his oilskin cape and soon fell asleep. But I kept thinking of that light in those ancient ruins. Half an hour later, I was looking up as it gleamed under the glowering night. I moved nearer and nearer the tangled mass of stone and vine. Then I heard voices. Sally, my dear Sally. I'm here, Father, beside Great Lucifer, what's this? Sounds like a young woman. English. In this forsaken place. Best I get nearer still. Ah, my Sally... That I cannot see you. Your sight will return just as fast as you've lost it. This is only a passing ailment, Father. I have lost all hope. Has no one come? No one. But I am certain I heard the engines of a plane. I thought so too, but it might have been imagination. Yeah, hoping as we are, we imagine so much. It was just before the storm. It could have been the thunder. Yeah, yeah. But what are the natives? Have they not observed anything? The storm frightened them away. As soon as the thunder began, they vanished. Indeed, yeah. They are timid people, full of strange beliefs. But the light will lure them back. It still shines. Of course. If it were to go out, my Sally, it might well stir something fearful within them and cause them to turn upon us for vengeance. It must not go out. It's their father still shining, so don't worry. Oh, you are a good daughter to me. Yet it is cruel that I know you only as a babe in arms, then as a young woman, when I am on the verge of eternity. You mustn't speak like that. I know it, my dear. I am dying. First I lost my sight. Now, my power to breathe. It began with the first visit of Charco. Charco? How I hate the name. And how I wish I'd been here with you before him. Uh, it is well that you were not. Perhaps upon you also his deadly curse would have fallen. But often I think in my darkness that I brought this upon myself. You keep saying that, Father. I don't understand. I pressed on with my researches into the dread death ray. It was wrong. But you weren't going to do anything with it. Only sell it to someone. True, but I meddled. Now I pay the price. But mark this, my child. The world may well fear Charco once he has the full secret. He hasn't got it yet. No, but peace. By peace, he gathers all the information. And then he will sell it? Sell it? Chaco? <laughs> you do not know that monster. He will use it for his own purposes, as I have told you of them. To conquer the world? Yeah. Oh, but it's impossible. Not with a weapon such as this. 
Not when it is in the hands of one who is heartless and mad. Father, Father, come to yourself, darling. Oh, I am so powerless, my daughter. Tears fall from these unseeing eyes of mine when, when I think of the world on the verge of another age of darkness. When I think of the part I have played. myself groaning from that colossal crack on the head, then oblivion. In the abode of the lights that never go out, I'd found scientist number three, but I was temporarily out of action in Operation Death Ray. At ADP, we work with more than 860,000 companies worldwide. That gives us a pretty good idea of how to help businesses grow stronger. Whether it's through data insights that help you make informed decisions about building a team that works better as a team. Or by keeping you ahead of thousands of changing regulations so you can keep ahead of everything else. Like building that better team. Grow stronger with ADP. HR talent, time, and payroll.